Welcome to episode 345 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, who right before every show begins, just gets up and leaves every single time without saying a word, and we just have to wonder when he comes back. But I don't get worried anymore because he always comes back. We never know where he goes, but we're here. What's up, Willie? It's going to be a little dicey. It's going to be a little dicey for a couple months, bud, until... uh. You know, I get complaints to the dogs. The dogs go nuts. So every time right before the show, I go, I kick them a couple of times. I don't kick the dogs. I take care of them. I take care of the dogs. You fucked that one dogs. back pretty quick. I, I kick the dogs. I don't kick the dogs. To make sure they don't bark. But it, mean, it means absolutely nothing because they could, they could go nuts at any time. So, yeah. So there's a studio being built and hopefully. All right, bad helps. news kennels. Okay. Couple, Oh my god. <laughs> hey. This is episode three forty five. Cayman Islands edition. Nice. Love it. It's Cayman Islands is where CP keeps all his Popeye's money. I know. It's the, that's where you gotta keep it. It's the only place it's safe. The Cayman Islands. No Matt, do you have any money in the Caymans? What if he did? Fourteen thousand dollars. <sighs> that means he doesn't. You know what? There's a lot to talk about. John Smith is telling people to shut up repeatedly. Oh, that's and I think up. you should shut up. You should shut up. Should if John Smith tells you to shut up, you shut up. You shut up immediately, and you would probably apologize. So I don't think he, he – uh, I actually – I kind of feel like he was kind of aligning with what I said. Not that he knows what I said because there's no way he'd listen to the show. But I'm saying like how it was like every time something happens, it's like an indictment on the sport or the style or whatever. He's like, wrestling's never been better, talking about the fixer and all that. She's like, it's never been watched by more people. Everything's great. He's like, just yeah. people – I just saw some terrible – Opinions. You just need to shut up. He said it like three or four times. So it was pretty, uh, you know, the candor of John Smith is always v- very refreshing. So um, One day, one day we're going to get you to do a personation. Man, maybe one day. Not t- Today's not that one day, though. Today ain't that day. Today nope. ain't that day. So, okay, uh, John wants you to shut up. Which you should. And that's just a national <laughs> message. Shut up. Okay. We, we said we'd bring this segment back. Kyle let us down previously, but I don't think he's going to let us down this time. Happy Thursday. It's time for Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour. Okay, so last week we talked about the Flatwoods Monster. Just mm-hmm. a real quick plug here. Um, found an awesome 11-minute video. I tweeted it out. Uh, just give you a nice, really good background on what's going on there. Um, but... This week, the Denver airport conspiracy. And I was mm-hmm. a little disappointed. I thought there would be more juice here. Um, but all this stuff is actually easily explained away. Um, <coughs> what, are the, what are the main theories about the Denver airport? Um, so one of the big ones is that the runways form what – can I say that? Can I say what? You can it, say, okay. yeah. I'm just <laughs> – You have to describe it. It's, it's yeah, like it a bad looks, word in and of itself. Some people say it looks like a swastika. Yes. But if you look at it, it has like <laughs> – Extra like, I mean, you can kind of see it. You can, can like, if you look swastika. at it, you can kind of see it. Yeah, but it's not like, wow, that's a swastika when you look at it. Like, it's, yeah. I don't know. I'm very, it's was, not like they painted the, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you could literally take any street grid in America and draw a swastika in it yep. if you wanted to. And that's basically what, all right, so we, deb- we debunked the Nazi ties to the Denver airport. Yes, okay, that one's done. All right, now the other one that's pretty interesting 
is how much space is under the airport. It's mm. 470,000 square feet. Under it. Under it. Hmm. What are they doing with that? Well, there's a lot of theories that it could be a bunker if something were to happen for all the uh, important and wealthy people. Like a nuclear fallout shelter? Um, yes. Oh, boy. Some believe it could be like... That is definitely evil. Um, <laughs> some kind of like holding cell if the government ever turns against its own people. Um, that could be pretty bad. <laughs> um, That'd be very and bad, some yeah. people believe aliens live in these bunkers. Mm. But in all actuality, um, it, they, the airport rents out this space to the airlines for office space, and they use it to transport luggage. <laughs> um, and you can literally take, like, it's not just the airport saying that. You can literally take tours. Like, the airport started in 2016 offering tours of the whole airport, what? and they'll, they'll, they'll take you in these tunnels. What, conspiracy, <laughs> what conspiracy theorists got bamboozled by the, the fact that places have basements? <laughs> like, it, never, it just never occurred to them that the, you could build something underneath the ground and it wouldn't house aliens. Yeah, but then, then the airport... The airport felt the heat was like we're have, we're gonna have to have tours. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah. About, they're like the we're one? so sick of this. Like, we, gotta we gotta get out. Tours. We gotta get out in front of this. People are gonna think we're 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 housing aliens because we built we're, underneath the ground. So this we're very transparent. Start luggage movement. <laughs> we uh, got cubicles equipment. Um, this is uh, now the weird art is kind of like a big one that people focus on. Um, outside that of stuff the. Yeah, outside of the airport, though, this is my favorite part. You guys are really going to like this. There's this big, it's like 32 feet tall, like, bucking bronco. Like, it's up in the air, like, mm -hmm. up on its uh, hind legs. Called Peyton. No, it's blue, and they call it Blucifer because it has red eyes <laughs> that just glow at night. And before it was finished, like, the guy that was working on it, it fell on him and killed him. Well, that just... <laughs> Oh my gosh! All right, that 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 one not to use a pun. So that, that one has legs. This this statue murdered somebody, and then they're like, "Okay, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and have somebody finish it, and we'll put it up." Dude, anyways. that's just bad art. Uh yeah, know, bad man. art because it killed a person. Yeah, it's really um, bad. No, art. No, bad art because who blew? <laughs> that's like the painting. A giant blue statue with red eyes. That's almost as bad as the painting in Ghostbusters too. And then um, in the baggage claim area, there are gargoyles, and some people are like, oh, gargoyles are, like, evil. But actually, they are protectors. They keep out the bad demons. And oh. that's why you see them outside of churches is because they protect. And the artist was like, oh, I'm going to protect your bags. Like, this is why the gargoyle gargoyles are here. It's really simple. They're waging war on now, gargoyles. the final part, final part is where you could, I don't know, it gets a little dicey. But they had, a, when the airport was opened, they had a dedication stone, and it mm -hmm. has, like, the date and all this stuff. Now, there is the Freemason symbol on this stone. Mm. That is because the Freemasons made it. Well. And people freak out because it says New World Airport Commission. On the stone that the Masons made? Yes. Okay. I thought you were supposed to be the woke one here, Kyle. That should that should set off some alarms because the whole thing is New World Order. They talk about that. Right. And there's a lot of people that can make your keystone, but they sought out the Freemasons. Yes. And the New World <clears throat> Airport Alliance, I think that's a wink-wink to the New World Order. New World Airport out. Commission, and they only called it that because they were the – it was the newest airport in the world. So they called themselves – they needed – the commission needed to be called something, so they call themselves the New World Airport Commission. That doesn't that doesn't pass my sniff test. One of the things, Nomad. one of the things I love about any conspiracy theory is that like, okay, 
if you were a part of a worldwide massive plot to take over the world, create a new world order, enslave and uh, mind control the world, you would uh, want people to think that it's a hoax and a conspiracy and spend all of your time. Oh my gosh! So it's 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 an interesting catch twenty two. It's like I'm not gonna yeah, no, completely on, close the door on this. Yeah, but some of it is is baloney. Baloney. Yeah, the swastika is baloney. But the Freemasons, I don't know. You could have got, you could have went anywhere for your stone. I don't know if also, there's other, some, there's, there's some weird mural, murals throughout right. uh, the airport too, yeah. mm-hmm. um, that like some people think like show like, or foreshadow like what's going to happen to civilization. Um, but I, I don't know. Did there's, they predict the hands to the face issue? They did not. No hands to the face issue is depicted. Some oracle. Is there any artwork of famous people depicted as lizards? No, because that would be bad. There's the, not. There's a lot of momentum behind lizards. That would be people. too obvious. That would be too obvious. Um, okay. Well, that's interesting. Look it up, everybody. Look up the Denver airport conspiracy stuff. There's a lot more to uncover there. Also, if there's if if um, sketchy murals are an issue, I'll I'll send some pictures out today of the Austin Bouldering Project mural. A lot of eyes. A lot of pyramids. There's some um, real Illuminati stuff going question. on there. Do you think Flo and, would pay for me to go back to West Virginia so I can check out the Flatwoods Monster and Mothman areas? Absolutely. Yes, I would. I approve that. Well, yeah, we, we'll approve uh, the overages. I wanted to stop um, when we were driving back to Austin because we go right through Point Pleasant. Um, but oh, it's like, ooh, we got to get back. But you were scared. You're like, ooh, the Mothman's going to No, it was during the day. I wouldn't have been scared during the day, dude. But during the night, you would have been scared. Oh, for sure. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um... You know, that was Alien Hour with Kyle Brackey, but it's now time for Auto Hour with Kyle Brackey. Oh. Because this guy, he got himself a new Maserati. I did. The new SUV Maserati. Mm-hmm. Tell him, tell him the story how, about how Kyle... All right, here, here's one thing I'll tell you about Kyle, and I actually appreciate it because I can somewhat identify with it. He will let something be broken and basically not work, and then he'll say he needs to replace that thing and he will he will stick with that thing forever. Like for a while, it was a phone. He's social media content marketer for Flow Wrestling, and his phone was shattered and barely worked. He had to walk around. He looked like Nomad walking around with a charger all the time because only certain chargers would charge his phone. That's and it true. took him months and months and months before he would replace this thing. Okay, same thing with his Ford Explorer. Okay, <laughs> it hasn't had you know no AC is pretty tough in in Austin, Texas. Um, so it, it hasn't had AC basically since you've lived here, three, right? Yeah, I only had AC for like a year. Okay. For three so, years, no AC. So no AC. That's not, it, he would pump Kyle. up his tire, he would pump up his tire before he would leave for work and when he would have to go home. I got that <laughs> fixed months ago. But he did that <laughs> for Kyle, a while. When, when Kyle, when you interned, something happened with it. Yeah, the transmission went. Yeah. I and then they take- told me, they told me when I took <laughs> it in and they were looking at it. Uh, yesterday, they're like, yeah, the transmission was getting ready to go again. That was seven <laughs> years ago. So three years ago, your your transmission broke. It no, was, 2012. Or, oh, yeah, 2012. 2012. Okay. So anyway. It barely made it to the dealership yesterday. And then they gave me $50 for it. <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many miles on that hog? 145,000. That's a good purchase, in my opinion. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so congrats to Kyle <laughs> on... Uh, on the new car. That's it came huge. into the 21st century, finally. Welcome. Welcome. So happy for you uh, for that. Okay. Thank you, Kyle Brackey. 
Now, should we do a recap of last week's uh, Willie Pickums, Willie? Sure. They're in here. It was. Oh, wait, are we are we gonna talk about these ticket things? What's going on? With oh these yeah, tickets? let's talk about this. Okay, so. A couple of days ago on Twitter, all the NCAA coaches got very, very upset about the NCAA ticket allotment, okay? So the way it normally works, they put in the request for how many tickets they get, and based on your previous year's finish, you get so many. So if you're in the top 10, you're in that lower bowl and you get more tickets, and then, you know, it's a sliding scale down as uh, your, your finish gets worse, right? Um, down to, like, 10 tickets or so. Now, yeah. apparently... There were 24,000 ticket requests by NCAA teams. Now, quick number crunch, there are only 16,000 seats in this venue. Now, you say, well, that's not very many, but that's about what it is. Now, Quicken Loans was like 19,000 for the finals, but it's in that 16, 17, 18 range every year. Maybe Pittsburgh's a little smaller, whatever. It's, a, it's reasonably sized. doesn't matter. 24,000 was never going to happen, right? Because right. – it's that's literally a stadium and a half of, of what is possible. So there were going to be some very disappointed NCAA coaches just inherently, right? Because it's impossible. You you requested that something that's unrequestable. They can't fulfill well, that request. Back up a second. Okay, I, I, yeah, I don't there's, know how this there's works. more to it. What, yeah. what I I don't know how this works. What I do know is that the request mathematically cannot happen. But you say. <clears throat> I was under the same understanding as you. You know, Penn State wins a national title; they get, they get considerably more than somebody mm-hmm. that took twenty fifth, right? Um, but if they if they get an allotment, then why are they requesting more than they? Does the NCA just say here, this is what you get, or the, the allotment can, is you, a minimum? You, you can request. I don't know how that works. The allotment is a minimum, so like every team is guaranteed ten tickets, okay. basically in in the sense of. Even if you sucked the year before and somehow make miraculous turnaround where you qualify all all ten guys, you can have like yeah. one family member per wrestler. So like they guarantee everybody ten, but even even the really really bad teams usually get thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy, ish. Gotcha. So I don't know what what I'm curious is, you know what does what do the top ten teams get year over year comparatively? But I don't you know Coach Agum tweeted he wanted us to look at I don't know what 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 we can do or what we can say or what really the NCAA can do about the, the ticket situation. I'm, and I may not be understanding it, but there's, there's a, an increased demand for NCAA tickets, right? And Well, here's my thing. <clears throat> this is where it starts and stops with me, is that these, these venues, they seat between 16 and 20,000, okay? And there's 77 programs. So you have 77 programs asking for a piece of the pie that doesn't go very far. Right. And there do need to be some tickets available for the general public to purchase. <laughs> yeah. How about – and then after you get done giving these tickets to uh, certain universities, how about you let people go? How yeah. about normal people can just buy them? Right, right. I uh, you know, my – my estimation, I don't even care if they get any. I mean, maybe ten, something. I don't know. Well, I like I like the the teams sit together and all the fans are together, and you have the Iowa section, the Penn State section. That's in, that to me is important. Sure, maybe they find a solution to that, but why aren't they just all on sale? So what I gathered yesterday is 
the teams so first of all they got the tickets later than they like four to five days later than they anticipated which considering that it's now middle of january and so blazer two months away every day kind of gets more consequential the second thing is they didn't like the initial way the email was the, the initial email communication uh back in whatever october when teams were first uh, able to start making requests uh, and then the third thing is that some teams and coaches made unreasonable requests based on their finish. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll learn more. Maybe the NCAA did mess up here in, in some way, but I don't know. The tickets are going to be in high demand I mean, for NCAA wrestling. It's the best show in wrestling. First things first, um, you know, apparently – they said that the seating capacity would be around 18,000 and now it's 16,000 based upon configurations. And so they lost, I don't know, 2000 around 2000 seats. Uh, so that could have, that could have hurt or caused the situation or played into the situation. But ultimately look, it's never, they're never going to get as many tickets as they want. Right. I mean, they, they put in for 24,000. A year ago, Nomad looked it up. They requested 14,000. Oh, yeah. So th- this is an article from one year ago. Um, in, For a larger arena. In the, the yeah. When they're talking about Cleveland, <clears throat> the NCAA routinely gets fourteen to 15,000 ticket requests. This year, there was supposedly 24,000. Well, I'll tell you what. The next year could be very pivotal. Um, it's going to Minnesota. It's in a football stadium. <clears throat> I don't know. You know, theoretically, they could start selling tickets now and, and sell 80,000 tickets or make 80,000 tickets available. Um, I don't know how many they'll make available, but what if they sell 50,000 tickets? Uh, that changes everything, right? If, they, if you can sell 50,000 tickets to wrestling, um, and even if it's, even if it's 35, does NCA wrestling now go from hockey rinks to dome football stadiums? Do you go to Dallas Cowboys Stadium? Do you go to Atlanta's uh, indoor dome? So um, people complaining about not enough tickets, and there has been demand, right? The, when's the last time it didn't sell out? Right. Uh, and maybe could it be – I don't know that this is what's happening, but – the NCA probably sells the tickets at cost to the institutions. Yeah. But the more free, the, the more ones that are publicly available, they can charge a premium for them and make a lot more money on them. Of course. Which that of, would be I, that would be kind of smart. I, of course. So uh, coaches complaining about, oh, we didn't get a lot of tickets. Um, you can also turn around and say, hey, NCAA. Uh, you know, we're doing great things. Well, yeah, we're doing great things, but we can't even sell the place because you want freebies. Not freebies, but stuff that, that maybe they're not getting the profit off of. Um, yeah, it's certainly not being maximized. Right. Definitely not. So yeah, it's interesting. I think I think it's a good signal of, I mean, there's just growing and growing. Every year we're seeing it uh, on Flow Wrestling. Just tremendous growth and interest in the sport and, it's not surprising to see it around NCAA wrestling. So no. now go to the gosh darn conference championships too, people. Yeah, dual meets. Yeah, you're, mm. you're kind of shut playing. up. Yeah, you're playing yourself. Mm. 
What, Willie? No, Willie doesn't want you to go to those. Please don't go. Yeah. I, no, it's, cool. it's, it's, absolute, it's absolutely not that I don't want you to go. I want you to go. But the problem is, do you realize what you're – people are going to go to this – they're going to go to the state tournament. They're going to go – they have conference championships and they have the NCAA championships. And a while ago they had national duels. Uh, and you were asking people to go to them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, heck yeah. I can travel to every event. For a month straight, it's not gonna happen. Let them go to NCAA championships. It's the best freaking sporting event on earth. Well, but so if you can't go to NCAA's, then try to go to conference championships. Well, sure. Right? Well, you, sure. Right. Like, if you can make two home duels a year, make it three. Like, if you really have uh, a, a vested no, I, interest in the sport. I get it. I'm not saying don't go. I'm yeah. saying it's asking a lot. It's asking a lot. Okay. Cool. We don't want to ask. And too everybody much has the coin to to buy Rutgers season tickets, Nomad. Yeah. He didn't just buy Rutgers. He bought every he team bought them all. that offers season tickets. Yeah. Now, what'd you do with them? Did you sell them or did you? He goes to all the matches. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think I get into these events? <clears throat> he has not Rutgers. missed a home match for any of these teams either. That's how oh, dedicated he, he is. He wasn't at Oklahoma State Rutgers. Yes, he was. No, that's, that's all lies. He was there. Just because you didn't see him. There were a lot of people there were there you there was, probably didn't see. There was 8,000 people there. Well, you think you could pick me out in the you, crowd? Yeah. Hey, what are you guys talking about here? Division one match, Do you they want to go in different order? Oh, yeah. Do you want to yeah. talk about that? Because I think it's interesting. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. So, <laughs> a D1 coach emailed <laughs> me yesterday. Up. Well, it's something we talk about a lot. Like, why why do we just go 125 to 285? It's dumb, right? Well, here's a, here's a coach that is trying to literally make change happen, went to the NCAA Rules Committee, went to Chuck Barbie, um, and basically, mm-hmm. so what they're going to do is the two coaches are going to meet prior to weigh-ins, and the um, they're going to flip a coin, and so they get a first choice, and it's like, okay, we start here. And they kind of alternate and decide the order, and then they have to report back to the NCAA Rules Committee and Chuck Barbie and all those guys. So, um, Can we... Who is it? Who? What duel? Well, so so, t- the thing that everybody's gonna poo-poo here is because it's uh, it's Citadel and Gardner Webb, which two teams that combined for zero points last year against the championships. So I don't know how much is gonna make an impact right now in terms of their viewership or in terms of increased attendance for that, but it's it, it is an experiment and it's a good thing in my opinion, and it's coaching staffs who are aware of kind of where they are in the pecking order and like Especially, okay, well how do we get? Cares? Huh? But who, who? The thing is, who cares, right? Put it in a put it in a cool order. Nobody bumps up anymore. It's not like, hey, I'm not That's, sure. I'm gonna well, but they're up. they're trying to. But I'm saying they're trying to make it a more palatable match order, like, like to end on the best matches. You know, the two or three best matches. I know what I'm saying is that's it's that's cool. That's great. It's not like. Y'all you can go. Me. You can go one sixty five, one thirty three, one eighty four. You can do that because. It's not like high school where oh, it's a big duel. I might bump this guy up. Yeah. Cows don't do that. Yeah, it's in- it's interesting. So when I said that uh, they needed to start at forty one for Fix Soriano, or you know, to end on Fix Soriano, people were like, "I love how you just want to um, do that and not even consider what's best for the teams." It's like best for the teams. The same guys are going to wrestle just in a slightly different order. I'm just not even. <laughs> this is not even as as kind of 
out there as this is, where you're just completely jumbling it up. It's like, what is, nothing's impact, they're wrestling the same guys. Like, what What does it matter if you start at 25 and then you're, you're 57 pounder? What different decisions are you going to make? Are you, is, your, is your guy going to be wrestling harder or less hard based on the team score? It, it logically just doesn't map to anything that, that makes sense to me. Um, so I, I wish, uh, I think I should be appointed um, the match order determiner for all NCAA duels. Who said they that? They already that? requested that. Social so media. I, I outrank him in terms of. Spade called Debs, man. He's no. His. I, no, I've been asking for this before Spay even worked here. You didn't put it on Twitter, though. He did. It's Shoot. done. It's too late, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go. Let's review last week's pickups and get into this week's pickups. Okay, so huh? I won again 2-2, um, which is pretty awesome to keep the momentum going. So Willie was right about pitch glory. I had glory. He had pitch. I was right about Kaladzic covering against G. Um, we both had Chenzo, so I got that one. Willie didn't. Um, Dayton, Soriano. Willie had Dayton. I had Soriano. If you can feel good about that one, Willie. Um, sure. And, hey, I'll take it. You just tried to take a match that didn't happen. <laughs> and then G. Ashnault. I had G covering plus four and a half. Uh, Willie did not believe in G. And so we tied 2-2. So I won. That was a good match. Um, it's a really good match. Okay, 2-2, two, two, nothing to take away from it. This week, my friend, there's a couple of really good duels. You, you and I. I, and... I. You tweeted out something crazy. Well, uh, Soriano minus six and a half. Well, it's listed at five and a half. What? Wait, so it went to six and a half from five and a half? Oh, it went down. So people, so people are agreeing with me that six and a half is crazy. No, 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 no. Six, you? I just tweeted that it was six and a half. It wasn't up at six and a half. That, that's I know. That's what you tweeted. That was the number you came up with is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what a number I came up with. Yeah, I think that's a silly number. Okay. And I dare you to take I dare you to take Soriano minus five and a half in Willie Pickums. Oh, I will. That's going to happen. Okay, good. I got DeSanto covering. Isn't this in Carver-Hawkeye Arena? Yes. Yeah. DeSanto's going to cover. I, I believe that. Uh, do you think DeSanto's thinking about the point spread? <laughs> right, so you think, oh, okay, that's interesting. Well, of course not. Of course he's not. So you right, anticipate- let's get to – we'll get to that in a second. Let's go through them. Um, you and I, Missouri has great dual uh, – great matchups. Iowa, uh, Rutgers, and uh, Nebraska, Penn State. We'll I don't don't first- ever put dual ones in here. You're like, I, you have to do a whole – Why not? Because so – it's not. It's very difficult. I don't know the the Connor Brown. So you want to do it because it's difficult? Because it's no, hard? No, because oh, it's, it's so hard. No, just do it. It's just do it. Christian, no, the simple radio. answer is the simple answer is take it out. I just put all of them in there. Dork. No. no, I'm just saying. That should do it. No, it's. I no, think, I agree. It's, but he doesn't have to make a thing of it. Albert Ironman. Albert, Albert getting four. Albert getting four. I got Albert. Uh, that's easy. Albert covers, and but he could get pinned. <laughs> I think the last time they wrestled, Ironman beat him by six, for what it's worth. I don't know how, what it's worth. It feels like Albert's better now than he was then, a different version of him. Um, Let, let's look at uh, – I'm curious for – Kyle, what do you got? Albert plus four? Mm. No. 
You got Iron Man? Yeah. No, Just what do you got? Yeah, I got Iron Man. So he was, this year he was 12-10 um, over Carr, 5-2 over Carr, 3-2 over Kanan Store. Um, he's pinned, yeah. a, he pinned a lot of guys that aren't really on his level. He did tech Luke Karam. Um, <clears throat> late Lemix, and he had a 3-1 loss to Yanni. Ah, I feel pretty good about Albert covering here. I'll take I'll take Ironman just to go against you. Okay, so plus one. From... <laughs> uh, okay, next up. Next up, Taylor Luhan, Daniel Lewis. Ten, Taylor Luhan getting four. Hmm. Hmm. This is tough. <sighs> I know. I think I'm taking the points. Give me Luhan. I feel good about uh, that. Uh, I kind of like it too. You know, when I saw when I first saw four, I'm like, that's ridiculous. But Luhan's looking good, but their well, history... Luhan gives points up. I know. The last time they wrestled was thirteen ten. Well, no, Fake the news. Last... he got pinned he last time. He was pinfalled in the oh. first period. Okay, well, one of them was thirteen ten. <clears throat> um, thirteen ten, an immediate pin slay this year. I will go Luhan as well. <sighs> Give me Daniel Lewis. Yeah, that's probably smart money. Um, I'm sticking with Lujan, though. I think he covers here. Where's this duel? In Missouri. Uh, Missouri. Mm. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. Okay. All right, I'll stick with him. All right, so this is the juiciest one, right? Mm, Nick Soriano. Nick Soriano, Austin DeSanto. Christian is saying five and a half is way too high. He, what, what, you think it's going to be a 5-2 match? Something like yeah, that? Yeah, very, very... Very potentially. I mean, the, I mean, it could it very well could. He did Austin. annihilate um, Mickey Phillippe this year, but I don't know. This is the way I see it. I see Austin. I see Austin attacking, and I see Soriano countering, and then I see Austin attacking, and then I see Soriano countering, and then, then you know it's a uh, it's a five-two match in the third, and what is Austin? Austin can't sit back and hang out. Then he has to attack again, and then Soriano will counter again. It's going to be like 10-4. It is actually. Austin's He's... not going to just hang. Listen, Austin's no, not going right. to have a, a. Austin's not going to be down 5-2 and be like, dude, the spread. I know that, but <clears throat> I don't know. I, know. I, I, think, I, think, we give, I think Austin think can get a little more credit. Uh, it's so tough. And you know what? Here's the other thing. Ethan Lezak wins are the most misleading thing to 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 use yeah. as evidence for the future. Yeah. It's just you very rarely know what exactly it means to beat Ethan Lezak on a given day. Some days it means some more than others, right? I, I, I'm I'm inclined to give credit to DeSanto. Um, sure. And and say no, he wrestled really really well against a guy that. On paper, he does not match up well with at all. Now, there, there's no one. I mean, Soriano's skill set is so different. I can, I am, I am now Willie much more thinking that the spread is fair. Actually, I will still take DeSanto to cover, but okay. the reason for the spread and your rationale and your pick, I will no longer poo-poo it like I did four minutes ago because you convinced me. CP bet on all underdogs so far. I know. I love, a, I love the points. Plus a sneaky riding time point. I mean, I think it could. Yeah, it's possible. I think it's close. I think it's close to that. 
All right, now this one I think might be a little bit too much. This is not, Ash- no. I think this. I think I think this is a worse line than the other one. Go ahead. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I just said. Mm-hmm. Ashnault minus four and a half Lugo. Is that? That's, that's not bad. enough. That's not enough points. That's not enough. No, I think I think it's a horrible matchup for Lugo. I could see him getting destroyed here. So I got I, I got Ashnault covering four and a half. I'll go. I'll go Lugo. I think. Uh, man, I think we're. I think. I think here's it. I said that about Ethan Lezak. I think we're going to get a little overreaction for uh, for Tommy Thornwin here. I think that's what this is. Yeah, I'm going to go Ashnault too. I don't... Oh, boo! What? I don't think that Lugo. I, I keep. I, keep... I didn't like. I didn't like what. Um, I don't like Lugo's finishes right now. He's not finishing right now. I can't believe I. I... Man, it's. What? I need to stop convincing you about why my picks are. It's right. almost like you guys should have to submit them before the show starts. Yeah, that would be... And then discuss them on air. I'm not opposed to that now. I mean, it, I kind of think it makes for bad... Uh, could be bad radio. It's the whole segment. So, I mean, at that point, just post our picks. We don't even get to talk about it. But, I, you know, Willie's going right. to Willie's gonna change his picks. Uh, it's no, just I'm kinda picking how... Ashnault. We both got Ashnault. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't change it because of what you said. You I were changed... about to say that you it wasn't enough points or there was too many points, and then you went the other way. I mean, four and a half sounds a lot to. It just j- jumps off the page at you, Patrick Lugo. But Ashnault's putting up a lot of points, man. I mean, his the, the, his win differential's big. That's what I'm saying. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's uh, we got Sean Russell, Sebastian Rivera, Russell plus four against Rivera. Hmm, interesting. I'll take. Could be. I'll take Sean. Give me the points. I'll take Rivera just See because bass. you don't. You think? <clears throat> oh, Russell's you got Russell. so good right he, now. He really is. He really is. But, yeah, no. I'm, I'm loving I, the dogs. A... That match could be really super boring. I still didn't go back and watch Spencer Russell. Uh, did we talk about it on the show? Um. Well, we did, but you were trying to rush me to get to DeSanto Lezak the whole time. And oh. So you didn't really talk about it much. Do you want to talk about it now? Well, I didn't watch it. But oh. what, what were your thoughts? I mean, 4-0, the way I heard, did Spencer really have a takedown or was it like a... He did have a takedown. And he got hit for stalling in the third, though? Yes, I think so. Nobody said anything about that before. That's That's interesting. Well, that's what... Yeah, I mean, we talked about it Tuesday. He didn't. Well, I mean, it was a guy he texted a year ago. Yeah. Are you guys doing Redley and Bergenoff? And why was there no line on Chenzo White? I don't know. Yeah, that's a way better. That's an awesome match. That one should be there. I bet there. I also bet there'd be way more action on a Chenzo White. I was rewatching their matches. All right, Man. so let's let's do it right now, just for fun. What would the line? Probably Chenzo minus one and a half. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, and who would you take? Uh, I will take Chenzo. Even though and I know that you? White, I mean, here's the thing. We should we should probably do a, I kind of thought Penn State Nebraska was in two weeks, but it's like Sunday. Whiteboard war. You guys get together to do a whiteboard war. We, sh- we should. Um, it's going to be a really good duel. I think we need, we should do like an actual like 
discussion here right now. But we can take these, we can do these pick or we can go line by line, start at 25 and work our way, just talk about the matches, not so much the point spreads. Right? All right, well, real quick, Lee, is Lee beating Red by... Oh, Willie, really, take... who, who you got in Chenzo White? I, that's the thing. The line would be one and a half and everybody would take Chenzo. Are uh-huh. you taking Chenzo? Yeah, okay. everybody on earth should. The line should be one and a half and everybody should take Chenzo. Hopefully the match happens. Now, all right, 125. Penn State wrestles Nebraska. This is an awesome duel. Yeah. Nebraska's outgunned, but the, it's there's so many really interesting matches, okay? So 25, maybe not interesting because there's, they've been continuing to wrestle Schnupp, but there's always the possibility that maybe we see Gavin. We'll, we probably won't know if that's going to happen until he slaps. I bet you we see Gavin. You think so? I have no idea, but I hope. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think everyone hopes for that. I don't think anyone else is like, no, I don't want to watch Gavin Teasdale wrestle. I don't see well, listen, I love Zeke Moisey. Zeke Moisey's my guy, right? But he's been looking not good. Even, like, in a lot of, in his body language, he doesn't look very enthusiastic. He kind of gasses. I don't know if he's gassing a little bit, but he's not, doesn't look to be fighting as hard. Long story short, Gavin got a shot. If you're going to debut Gavin against somebody in a Big Ten duel, why not this one? No, I, I agree. I think I think it's a good good opening test. Uh, I think it's an interesting matchup, really. I mean, who? you never know what, what Gavin you're going to get, but uh, I think it could be – I think it would be a good match. Uh, so hopefully we see it. All right, let's just – we all know if Moisey wrestles Schnupp, we all got Moisey, right? If, if it's Gavin – Zeke, who are you picking, Willie? Dude, I don't know. I got Gavin. I, I got I Gavin. Would, I probably would too. I at this point, Zeke could lose to anybody on the Zeke. Zeke could lose to Schnupp. Uh, no. Come on. I mean, that's a little bit hyperbole, but Zeke hasn't looked good. I'm not. I ain't counting on Zeke to do anything until postseason. I think that's what he's counting on too. I <laughs> know. Uh, he better. So, yeah, what's so the, hey, Gavin. what's the? What do you think the qualifying situation is going to be at twenty five? Um, like what's, allotments for Big Ten. I mean, for Big Ten, he's going to have to. I mean, he's probably would earn it at large. He's been in the streets more or less. Hold, please. Um, we're gonna we're getting told to hold here on the line. He's Who ga- would earn it at large? Zeke. Yeah. Or Schnupp? No, not Schnupp. Zeke. Yeah, Zeke. Zeke. Zeke will get one. Yeah, I'm just saying he can't just. Uh, he's seven and five on the year. He it hasn't been great. He kind of he's kind of got smashed a couple times. He got pinned by Rivera, eight two to Fawz, ten three to Fleetwood, lost a tight one to Matten. Every uh, loss though is to a ranked wrestler. Yeah, he's probably all right. He beat Tyshawn White. I have eleven guys from Big Ten he's qualifying shorter. right now. Oh and my gosh, Zeke is, um, not is higher than ten. Like meaning, I predict him being auto qualifier. Yeah, so he'll qualify, and they get. Yeah, it's an interesting thing with the big. I don't know if this is true, and maybe this is not the time to talk about it. But like with the Big Ten getting so many spots, it I is. Don't like it is the toughest, and they are earned. And they, I don't think they should be punished for it. But it makes qualifying in a way. Does it make it easier? I don't know. Because there was still... a point at the beginning of the year, like when I first was throwing around Brack Astrology, I was like, 
they're going to qualify every single 141. Like you show yes. up to Big Tens, and they're just all going to qualify. And and again, yeah. it's, it's earned based on because like if you look at out of conference record and placement at CKLV, Midlands and Scuffle, like it's earned. Yeah, but it's like yeah. So I have no up. issue with it. I have no issue with them having all because the, they're they are 100 percent earned. I'm never someone earns an auto qualifier. And I'm like what? Except well, one time wasn't Jesse Thielke like. Five and seven, or did he? Yeah, uh, he well, he placed high he enough. Placed. Earn, yeah, so he stole a bit. Yeah, he stole a bit. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. I no, I don't know. No, no he, he didn't. Yes, well, he didn't. Earn. Yes, he did. He had he like he in. had five wins on the whole year. Yes. yes. Yeah. He, he placed. After Big he Ten. stole a bid, Willie. He they took he like nine at the weight class, and he yeah. got like eighth. Yeah. Oh, Correct. and then the next year, did he not qualify? Well, I think the next year Man, he took the Olympic redshirt, and then he just didn't come back. Yeah. Something here's, happened with here's the situation. Dilke not making it, I thought. I could be wrong. Here's the situation what Nomad's saying is that, and you're all saying, they earned it, right? They earned it throughout the year. They are one of the 33 best enough to get a qualifier. But I don't like it. Um, <laughs> if, you're, if you take 11th in your conference tournament, get out. Go home. No. See, I yeah. I completely would it. So hold on, Willie. So at the time, if, Adam Kuhn went one and two at Big Tens. Yeah. Hold on, Willie. So <laughs> if Nelson, that's a horrible take, Willie. Let's say Walking you're eleventh. Right let's say you're eleventh oh. in the Big Ten because this there's a very realistic chance this could happen. Let's say you're eleventh in the Big Ten, and you have wins over the auto qualifier EWL champ, the auto qualifier SoCon champ, uh, a a two or three in the MAC, a two or three in the EIWA, and they all qualify. You don't think you should qualify? I don't. Then the conference tournaments don't mean much. They, they mean, mean plenty. They, the only thing they mean is like for you to possibly get in, not for you to get out. You can, I mean, there there are guys that don't qualify that because of bad performances. Like yeah. they're on the bubble and they don't get in. Yeah. Uh, All right, I just, let's keep it moving. I, was, yeah. I can't I can't reconcile that take, Willie. All right, thirty three. Uh, Tucker M Night Shyamaling versus Roman Bravo Young. How can you not? Or Javon Parrish. You can you can poop the bed at your conferences and still go. It's stupid. Anyway. Well, it's nice to be. Well, but think about it. Think about what you're saying, Willie. You you poop the bed because you're at Big Tens. It's like, I mean, you know who pooped the bed at Max last year? Kyle Cannell. Yeah. And then he got third. And thankfully, one bad weekend doesn't preclude you. Doesn't negate. You want to talk about giving the regular season some value? You can't True. say you can't say it all comes down to conferences. Then the regular season doesn't mean anything. That's like saying your exam is a hundred percent of your score for an entire class. Yeah, I need I need points for attendance. Yeah, or I'm screwed. And homework, homework, just doing it, just it just in. turning in your yeah. homework. Then what is conference really for? Just for seating at the top? It's a large it's a large portion. It's seating. It's yeah. earning earning your spot. It does a ton of things. Will I have to explain to you why conferences are important? Mm, yeah, apparently. This is a strange take. This is it's a, <laughs> this is a very strange take. In an, Will in an ocean of odd takes, this is up there. I just I hate every year, and every year it's the Big Ten. I hate when somebody takes ninth and goes. You know what I hate because and, 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 you know what and, I hate, Willie, because you are in a conference and you won a conference weight. No matter who is in it. You get to go because you won a conference weight that could have absolutely nobody uh, of I'm, Division I'm, I'm, One relevance. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. No, I'm okay with it. Because the thing. Like, you get the th- – because so this year they seed everybody, you get the 32 con- seed. What does it mean to be a conference champ if so you're – like, okay, that's, that's the same 
thing with uh, the football playoffs. Um, you know, there's times when Alabama, Alabama doesn't win their division. They don't win the uh, SEC West, but they're in the freaking title game. Is that when a problem? Also, yeah, it is a, it is yeah. a problem. Also, Bama being take it up with the playoff committee. Also, the, I'll say this: there's only like looking at looking at these. There's only like one or two weight. I'm talking like across all the conferences, where a conference has a weight that is where you're just like, okay, this is like the the winner of this weight may actually have a losing record and like like should be be, be forty the forty fifth best guy. But that's it's it. So there's eight. So out of eighty conference champions, there'll be two guys that'll be like, "Yeah, you probably shouldn't be in." Okay, yeah, maybe it doesn't happen that much, but I think that is worse. And I'm I'm fine with every conference champion going, but I'm just saying, if you're talking about uh, a guy that's has ten ranked wins and then has a bad Big Ten, he should be out. But the dude that won, not to throw any no, conferences under the bus, yeah, I, I, you I know, know the conferences. Get, I'm not saying he should be out. I'm What's what? No, it is. That's verbatim what you did say. No, that's not what I said. You said if you go, if you get eleventh, you should not be. You should be out. Don't go to NCAs. That's what you said. Um, there are some circumstances where I don't think it should be carved in stone. Like they have the allotments come out beforehand. I mean, really, that's that we tried that and it was terrible, and so they changed it. Yes. Like the NCAA selection process right now, literally could not be better. I mean, yeah. it's not true. It could be better, but like, it's never been it's better. It's really close. You I want know, here, just, bottom line, here's, here's, Willie. Here's what you want. Here's what you want, Willie. You want the 33 best dudes. It gets freaking darn close. I mean, we're arguing about Noah Boffman. No, no, I know, I know, I know. It's uh, the, the selection in and of itself. It just doesn't sit right with me. It doesn't sit right with me when Alabama doesn't even go to their national title. Alabama doesn't even go to their conference title game, but plays in the national title game. It bothers me when guys take ninth and still end up like the sixth seed at NCAAs. It bothers me that somebody in the SOCON conference makes the SOCON finals, but he's out, and the guy that took ninth in the Big Ten is in. And I know it's based on, I know it's based on the body of work from this from the season. It just doesn't sit right with me. Wow. I hate when Kyle Dake loses in the IWA finals and wins NCAAs. Yeah, that sucks. Sucks. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, okay. So Willie wants all SOCON finalists in because they made the finals and some guys. And I want Dake ninth, out. Ninth at Big Tens. No man. Okay. So we got through twenty five. Uh hopefully we can get to thirty three without Bama coming up again. Um so Tucker M. Night Shamaling. Or Javon, or Javon Parrish versus Roman Bravo Young. Feeling pretty good about RBY here. Next topic. Yeah, um, probably four points. He'll, yeah, probably a major decision here. Anyone taking a decision or, dare I say, a tech? No, but. I shortened I, it. It's faster. I would like to shout out Lemon Pie for some awesome uh, numbers. And apparently, RBY is averaging a takedown every 48 seconds he wrestles in neutral this year, which is pretty impressive, even given maybe the quality of competition he's wrestling. Yeah, thanks, Lemon Pie. Great stat. Thank uh, you, Lemon. Okay, so we've all do we all have Roman by a major? Yeah, big, yeah, big number. Yeah. Total group think here. Big yeah. number. Nice level of group think. All right, for, forty-one. This is the best state final I've ever seen, and it's Nick Lee versus Chad Red, and Nick Lee is wrestling better than Chad Red right now. Although but, Lee is coming off a loss, yep. and last time they wrestled, even though it was like twenty fifteen or sixteen or something. 
Chad Red did win, although Nick Lee was wrestling him really well, and then he got counter cradled, I believe. So yeah, this match is happening. I'm excited for it. I'm always kind of like, I think Red will get it together, but I'm not going to pick that. I got Nick Lee here. Chad Red's not ranked. Nick Lee just lost to a guy who is ranked below him. And I put out all these ranked matchups. Ch- Chenzo White, uh, Vens Rashid, uh, Berger Nolf, and everybody's like, yeah, Chad Red, Nick Lee. Like, that's how awesome that match was. Yeah. And so, Chad, look, Chad Red can win, but I'm going Nick Lee. I thought he went, what, you know, watching his match against Albert... Uh, against Nebraska, I got a little, I was like, mm, that's not good. Because he was down, like, I think 5-3 in the third. And he went for uh, a mixer, which obviously is a good move that he has. I mean, it's how he pinned Dean Howe. I was like, man, you, you don't, you just need a takedown. Mm. But it, it, yeah, you're, that's a good point. It was 5-3, and, and it wasn't even like a good mixer. It was like a YOLO mixer that had no chance of working. If there's 10 seconds left, yeah, that, that, that's YOLO mixer time. But it's like, man, I want to. Uh, to me, that's – and that could be way looking into it, but to me, that was like I'm not confident I can get the legs, and that's going to be problematic. Now, here's here's the thing. Red is an amazing, amazing counter-wrestler. He's got some amazing defense. That's how he beat Lee last time. That's how he wins some matches, and that's how we would just watch Nick Lee lose. He got countered. He got engaged in all these scrambles, and he wasn't quite um, up to snuff in the finishing department against Moran. So for that reason, I think that keeps this one tight, and I think it's a decision for, for Nick Lee. Now, if Chad Red wins, will he run up to uh, the stands and hit them folks in front of the that was Penn State fans? That was pretty, pretty legit, but I do not think he should or will do that. No, he should. No, he sh- you should. CJ, I'm not telling you what to do. <clears throat> Live your life. Live your life. We, so Nick I, we Lee- need, I think Red needs to start dancing again. Mm-hmm. Post... Who's number one was sick after he, he won states? We need. He has been a little not dancey lately. When he pinned Dean Heil, he went nuts. He did go nuts. Yeah, I'm talking this season though. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, saying yeah. we want him back to. That's yeah, the variable. Yeah. Red. Oh, That's yeah. why. Was CJ. Wait. We're strawberry saucing. Yeah. <laughs> All points bulletin for strawberry saucing. What's his name right now? It's, it's like whatever color I'm wearing red. Yeah. Whatever color I'm wearing red. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. He he used to go on these retweeting sprees. Chad Red, just gold, just fire. Uh, right now, his name is sensational. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a good sign. You know, I, I'm I'm giving him more of a shot now here against Nick Lee. Sensational. If he yep. went back to strawberry saucin. Oh, I like man. strawberry saucin. I'm a big fan. Okay. So that's. Uh, Red Lee, 149, Colin Puritan versus Brady Berge. Oh, this is not one to talk about very much. I'll take Berge. Puritan Berge is decision. solid, but... Is um, there a chance we see Verclearin just to give Berge... Respite? To, yeah, to not yeah. have him weigh in. Um, I don't think so. Is it, No, don't, you don't give him... Keep him making weight. Keep him down. Keep him down. That's it's a fair no, it's a fair question. They've got they've got Verkleese. Decision, Bergy, and then the bit uh, the big one, I guess. The one of the oh. big ones. It is one versus two. It is one versus two, <laughs> and we're, like it has to be a big one. Yeah. How, however, uh, I've got I've gotten off by major here over Tyler Berger, the number two guy in the country. Yeah, the last two times I wrestled have been exactly eight points. I think Nolf 
wins by eight to ten, eleven points. I'll go Nolf major two. Um, the I'll problem is, I think I'll say decision actually. I think Berger is really, um, you know, he beat Hydley. He's wrestling as focused as I've ever seen him. Uh, hungry. It's just how do he finish on Nolf? He hasn't been able to finish on Nolf. Well, yeah, I don't know. You can finish on Nolf, but it's just like keeping up with him. I know Berger hasn't cracked that code yet, but um, I I do think it's a decision now. Just They were eight-point majors when I don't think Berger was wrestling quite as well as he is right now. So maybe I'll give a little credit there. Maybe it's seven, but I don't know. Nolf may not be satiated till he's up eight. The history of this matchup, Berger being real close to Flonath's finals, Nolf got four or five takedowns in uh, what was then Dapper Day and now Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic, and then... Tech major major in college. So Nolf has major. widened the gap. Got it. Okay. White um, Chenzo. White Chenzo. Now, if you recall, NCAAs, this was by far Chenzo's toughest match. This went into either sudden victory sudden, or tie victory. This is a double sudden victory. Double sudden victory takedown. So we're going to call it from now on. Yeah. Double sudden victory. Double sudden victory. Mm-hmm. Did I call it that? No, no I, I said that. Okay. Okay. Oh. Wait, who's man's? I was gonna say double overtime. That was like it's technically sudden victory. Dude, got it. Let's check the tape. We'll we'll roll it back. You know what? Rewind the show. Okay. Who's man's? Who's man's is it? It's a good matchup. White, for whatever reason, matches up really well against Vincenzo Joseph. However, he beat him up real good. Now this was 2014. Fargo. But I went back and watched it, and I was like, "Mm." Tulsa National. I think it was. Yeah. (laughs) And then they met. Then they met in the Ironman finals, and uh, Isaiah won in overtime. Hmm. <laughs> okay, and then Cadet Greco trials. Can't forget those. So, <laughs> I just think we're... Did you say that Chenzo was making fun of his Cadet Greco something? Go look at this thing. He's making fun of... Did he win a Cadet Greco title? Probably. I don't remember. Um, he he lists really random accomplishments in his like yes. Instagram bio. Like, two-time Keystone Classic champion. Like, nothing about his NCAAs or, or like... His Big Ten placings when he hasn't won. He's, he seems like a really funny kid. Okay, so we all have Chinzo by decision. No one you gotta be man go enough. That way. Yeah. Oh, Nomad's thinking about it, boys. I, I don't like that's in rec hall for Isaiah. Yeah. I don't know how many. There aren't many upsets there. Although there were two so a, how, a week ago. So so far we just have a Zeke win, right? We have no other Nebraska wins. That's that's Penn State. That sounds about this right. This year. They yeah, lose. I'm just. Yeah. I'm not saying it's surprising. I'm saying, you know. All right. Mark Hall, I'm excited for this one, even though I just really like Labriola a lot. But Mark Hall's going to be big problems here. Well, it's also like, so you look at you look at the 174 rankings. It's almost exclusively juniors. So theoretically, Labriola could have two years of. Yes, win. but Michael Kemmer. Well, he's only got one. He's also left. a junior. Well, Literally, like the whole the whole well, top he should, ten he should, is juniors at one seventy four. Amin's yeah. a junior. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that doesn't really matter for this. Anyway, right? we're talking about this match. L- Labriola could have a run later, so it's kind of like, okay, where's he at now? Like, so Luhan kind of owned that match, right? Yeah, I mean, more I, or less. I missed half of it because I was watching uh, the uneven bars. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, McKenzie really got it together there. Great <laughs> Um 
Yeah, I've got I've got Hall by like five or six. He might yeah. ride him. Yeah, Mikey's gonna do a lot of shooting. Mm-hmm. Mark's gonna do a lot of countering. Sprawling. Sprawling. Now he knows how to sprawl. He learned how to sprawl this summer. Here's a good one. The next one's great. And this is it. I, I'm. We need this match so badly. Because this is the one that can. Shakur will be ranked different off this, or we're maybe the same, or the and same. everybody everybody will shut up. They'll have to shut up. Now, what I did not realize, which I think this is so interesting, I didn't realize till this week that everyone else has him ranked like second or third. I don't know how you can justify that, but everyone else has. There's other, you know, there's some terrible rankers, and there's some others undefeated. There's some other organizations. Well, congrats on undefeated uh, Central Florida. I'm just saying that's 100% what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, great. How about this? So these two have combined for 27 wins. All, every one of their wins, they've scored points from top. Mm. So similar to what Willie was saying last week with Pitch Glory, winner gets a turn, potentially. Who gets the turn? All right. Well, who are we gonna pick? I've got I've got Shakur. I got Shaq. Shaqtosis. Daniel Roy. Give me Invincible. Benz. Ooh. The boys are split. Okay, interesting. All right. Um. You know what? Real quick. Real quick, guys. Penn State, you're making me. I like Shakur a lot. Like now, I've talked to him a little bit. I really like him, but you're making me not like him because you're jerks about his ranking. So yeah. you are, shut up. You are easily influenced that way. Don't don't not like Shakur because the Penn State fans. Well, are it's not I don't like Shakur, but it's 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 like you know sometimes you're like, can people shut yeah. up? You know. Yeah. Can you shut up? Yeah. John Smith. But Shakur, you're awesome. Your fans. Bo's gonna mm-hmm. Bo's gonna win. He's gonna be Eric Schultz, mm-hmm. and then undefeated. David so there's a lot of Hodge contenders in this uh, duel. You've got Nolf. You've got Nickel. You've got even Mark Hall. And you've got undefeated David Jensen. The guy doesn't even know what it means to lose. And he is a Hodge contender until he loses, frankly. That's right. He's more of a Hodge contender than Kassar right now. He is, actually. More of a Hodge contender than Zahid Valencia. Accurate. Spencer Lee. Spencer, Spencer Lee. Lee. I'm sorry. And the you know next next week's if he beats Kassar, he's gonna be in the pound for <laughs> he pound. He beats Kassar. He's he's pound he for pound. No, he well, is no, a real like, problem. He, he like he's he got, got top this goofy five to way Kassar, about right? him on top. Uh, he's like a pain in the butt on top. <laughs> he scrambles <laughs> he around a little three, bit. He's undefeated. If he's undefeated and he beats Kassar, he's top five. Well, that's ridiculous. Uh, I'll quit. What do you want me to do? I'll quit. How could I not rank him top <laughs> five? Quit. I mean, Mason Paris is up in there. Man, look at look him up. All right, so he has. I'm such talking Hodge rankings. He's, oh, Hodge rankings. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm no. talking is the NCAA rankings. Because you I guys mean, went from Hodge rankings, and you're like, if he beats Kassar, he'll be top five. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's beating Conan Jennings and Corey Daniel. Okay, I don't care about the weight class ranking. And okay. A lot of non D1 guys. Hodge. Okay. All right, so that's that. Uh, anyone taking um, Kassar here, or are we just all Jensen? Who you got, Willie? <laughs> Uh, dude, you say that Jensen can win that match. I'm telling you. Hold on. So, did, did you say Jensen's good on top? Because Kassar continues to choose bottom. Or not choose Jensen bottom. Is, Jensen's very good on top. Jensen's very good on top. 
It could be. But in like a goofy way. And like he ties you up and he like I don't know. I got I'm gonna yes, go. Yes, he's good on something. He's so much more athletic than uh everyone. Yeah. Basically. I think I think it's like a this six is Homer stuff from Willie. Six yes it is. This is Didn't it was the other Jensen that wrote out Kyle Snyder, right? Yeah, it was Colin. There's like four of them. There's lots of Jensen's. A lot of Deegan's apparently too. Okay, so we've all got we've all got Kassar. <laughs> Willie's got Jensen, but everyone else has Kassar. No, I got Kassar, but I think Jensen can do it. Can we go to Q's with F's? We got some Q's. Why do you care? Yeah, what do you care? Oh, you stop. you despise these people. No, I, de- I despise probably seventy percent of them, but I like the I like the. <laughs> then you're 30%. not. Then they're not. Yeah, this is right. We're Why? Not Why can't thing. I embrace the thirty percent? Great question. We have once you again. You really can't figure this out. We have a. Listen, Willie. It's time for you to be quiet. NFL Pro Bowler Casey Kreider. Ask some questions. The official long snapper of Fluorescing Radio Live. He, and no, the he's, the official, he's the official football player. It's funny. He, yeah. he, he okay, texted me yeah. yesterday. He's like, hey, I'll, I'm thinking about stopping by the Schultz. I'll see you there. And then a couple hours later, it's like, yeah, I can't come to Schultz. I got to go to the Pro Bowl. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Jerk. That's kind of like his job. He's got big time. Yeah, Askren thinks he's big time because he has UFC fights and he can't wrestle in Midlands. Kreider, Kreider topped you, Askren. He's got the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Okay. So he asked, who's to, quote, blame for ha- the hands to the face rule? So I found a, an article that mm. uh, with Chuck Barbie and Andy Hamilton talking about the chances. And it sounds like it was those guys that said, hey, we need to do something here. Because what they basically said, the, the rule said that, like, gouging of the eyes or, or whatever would be a point. So they basically took that language and said, well, actually, we're going to say anything hands over the eyes is going to be classified as gouging or poking of the eyes because you shouldn't just – it shouldn't require an injury for you to um, be penalized, which that logically does make sense. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand. But um, I got – I'm not going to lie. I got kind of mad reading that article. Oh, snap. Okay, Go. I just like he he he. It was clearly there's a lot of thought behind it, and they clearly reviewed a lot of tape, and they clearly went too far with the rule, mm-hmm. or but not. With the, they didn't make a rule with the point of emphasis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I appreciate Chuck Barbie's willingness to talk about this. We probably could have got him on the show to talk about this. And I appreciate that they made a lot of film. It in application it is bad. Yeah. Which is how you have like that's what you actually have to look at, and it's I mean look they tried it, it's not working, and hopefully they because I think it's a two year thing right, and then they'll go back to normal where it's just like mm, don't do that yeah but for this year I think we're we're kind of stuck with it and this interpretation okay shout out um, to Chuck Barbie though for actually going on record about it and not just being like well I'm gonna hide behind it good on you sir good. hope we could, hope I can talk to you about it. good on you. Okay. Uh, we don't have too many questions from friends this week. Uh, next one. Oh, what Americans can we expect to see? You're Regan. Uh, no Snyder Live 3. Nope. Once again, Kyle Snyder going to come to your country, Sajaliyev, and you are nowhere to be found. Hiding, yeah. hiding in the mountains of Dagestan, no doubt. So James Green, we think, is, well, I mean, he said it. Hmm. I mean, look. USA Wrestling usually doesn't like to put them out until they're, like, on the plane. 
um, because, you know, visa issues and people get hurt or whatever. But James Green. Zane? Snyder. Potentially Zane. Potentially Gilman. Mm, um, Corey Clark, I think. Isaiah Martinez. Yeah, we could see a couple Hawkeye Club guys. Sammy Brooks. Yeah, Sammy Brooks. Um, possibly Zane Richards, I heard. But how it sounds about, like no about, Dick, no Taylor. How about Gilman, Zane Richards, and Corey Clark all on the on the same trip together? <laughs> if you remember the Clark... Mm-hmm. Richards was quite an interesting rivalry. One time Zane said he wasn't on his level and he should never lose to him, and they definitely... That was great. That was all... Yeah, Zane... Uh, uh, Mike and Holmes are going to Uregan, so we need to get... Uh, we should get some Zane Richards sound bites, because that guy, is, uh, he's interesting. I like I like listening to him talk. Also, for what it's worth, so Zane with the Illini RTC, he's been, this is like his fourth or fifth time over in Russia. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't know. I play some value in that that he might be like, okay, I'm acclimated here now, and he might do a little better than people expect. His body responds well to Borst. Mm-hmm. That's that cannot be uh, discounted either. Okay, so it should be. Um, yeah, go ahead. You talk. I'll find this question I wanted to ask. Okay, you find it. Um, sort by mentions. Okay, next question. Uh, wait, no, that's all the questions I have in here. That's it. What oh, it, what the double Hodge thing. Can you talk about that? Oh, double Hodge. So, I is it a lot of people? I don't know. There's some clamor for that they think I think Penn State fans want both of their guys to win the Hodge, Nolf and Nickel. And they're like, "Well, this is almost like the double entry entering Kassar and uh, Shakur last year into NCAAs. They're looking for like reasons it could happen. They're they're scouring through the NCAA rulebook and they're looking through the previous Hodge winners. And they're like, in 2001, There's they, gave, precedent. they gave two. One to, uh, well, I don't even know. Two. Nick Ackerman. Nick Ackerman, well, that's, the other one is the one I don't know. Uh, Ackerman. Was it Kale? Well, yeah, it was Kale. Kale. Okay. okay. Sorry, I thought you meant, yeah. So, so, Ackerman was a double amputee. It was a very unique situation that they decided to do that, right? Um, they, they don't do it. They don't have two Division I winners. One of those guys here at Penn State fans, one of those guys is going to have better bonus statistics. And that person, one of them will have better criteria, Hodge criteria. We will tell you which one it is when the season is over, and we'll tell you who we think should win the Hodge. Willie and I have Hodge votes, and we will cast them accordingly. I tell you on a semi-weekly basis. Yes. So (laughs) one of them will win. I don't even have a Hodge vote. He doesn't even have one. He should. Um, And you could probably get one. We can hook you up. Um, (laughs) Hey, give my man a Hodge vote. Come on. Look him up. So one of them's going to win. I don't know who uh, it will be. Probably. Yeah, I'm not okay with uh, circumstances where there isn't a double amputee involved of a tie for the Hodge. Because even a single amputee, Anthony Robles, did not win the Hodge trophy. Yeah. I don't, who won it that year? Ness. Uh, no, not Ness. Mm-hmm. Definitely not definitely Ness. Definitely not Ness. Never it was Burroughs. Mm, it was Jordan Burroughs. Daggone it, Jordan. Give it to him. Jordan should have won it that year, too. He was pretty much the right guy wins the Hodge every year except the, the Ringer Zane year, and that was really close. Uh, yes, but I think that's what people – that's what some people are arguing about. They, they're going like this. They're going like, Ringer won it when Zane was supposed to. Mm-hmm. So in that turn, in turn, Zane won it. And prevent it no from getting it. 
So now Nolf has no Hodge, and maybe Bo earns it this year, but darn it, that would be a shame if Nolf never won it because it goes all the way back to Derringer. There was right? never a year where Jason Nolf should have won the Hodge Trophy. Um, Correct. Okay, maybe that's true. It is true. Wouldn't it be a shame if he never won it? No. It's not a shame. Uh, yeah, define shame. It's like... It, it's a shame if the best guy doesn't win it. That's the only time it's a shame. It's like, yeah, maybe there, there was never a year he was the best college wrestler. Or maybe that will be true for Bo Nickel. I don't know who it's going to be true for. But for one of them... Well, they, I don't know how you can say... I mean, you're, you're, you're getting down to really minute details, right? I mean, he might have been the number two guy by a percentage point for three years. Well, his freshman year, he didn't win. His freshman year, he didn't win. His sophomore year, Zane, Zane Rutherford had, I, bl- I want to say the stat it's, was it's he had 27 new- matches, and 24 of them he either teched or pinned. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't close. Nolf was not close to that. And last year, he had an injury default loss. He didn't wrestle. He defaulted out of had Big Ten. decisions. He had d- multiple had, decision had wins. He's been, he's been one of the... Oh. Yeah, one of, really- one of, but he has never been the best. Not okay. at any point. So, so if you're one of the most dominant of all time, mm-hmm. uh, if you're number two for three years, I'm, t- I'm saying the the uh, sympathetic factor. That's what they're getting at. Yeah. Okay. I can sympathize, but I don't think it's a. Um, well, yeah. There, there are certain years where maybe he would have won, and he won't win this year. But I'm only truly sympathetic when you're the best guy and you don't win. That's the only thing it is for me. Now, I, to me, he's only his career accomplishments. I think are. I don't know. I don't even know if I believe this. Maybe better than Nickel because I mean Nickel had he had lost his sophomore year to Miles Martin. If you're looking at the whole thing, and this could be the one one of the criteria that I swing for Nolf is overall career. He only lost to one guy, right? Ever. Who was also a who was a, who was a quasi goat, right? Two time. Champion, four-time finalist, guy lost like two matches his whole career, three. Um, so whereas Nickel, and this is where it gets down into, you know, he lost to Nathan Jackson, and he lost to Miles Martin, he lost to Martin again. So I know that's not like much, but it happened. Um, and they're both pretty comparable in the bonus department. So I would say career, if they both win out, which they definitely are in my opinion, I think the career side you go – with Nolf, right? What? But that doesn't mean he'll he'll have the bonus. Well, what what's it. your vote? What's your vote if Bo if Bo finishes with a um, couple percentage points better in the bonus rate? Mm-hmm. What's your vote? So if he's better in the bonus, um, it'll come down to sportsmanship <laughs> and heart. <laughs> Those are criteria, Willie. <laughs> This is what I'm saying. I would vote for both. I would. Did you I would say not, both? I would not mind. I mean, I wouldn't vote for both. I would not you mind seeing that. a dual winner. I would. I hate that. Oh my gosh! You really think? Did you, you could. Do you, do you think Tua and Kyler should have shared the Heisman Trophy this year? That is the most snowflake. This is ridiculous. That's that is ridiculous. Somebody wins. That is. Somebody wins. Somebody has to win, man. Come you, on. you can't. You can't. Yeah, they both win it. Oh no, my God! No, 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 no. You have moved back to Easton, and you've become a snowflake. Wow. 
you come to Easton and see how you'll melt. <laughs> right, cool. He got, he got me. He hey, got you. Can we ask this one? What is the worst unsportsmanlike thing you've ever had done to you, and worst unsportsmanlike thing you've done? I thought I find that interesting. Um, in a match, obviously, wrestling match. You can, you know, you can include other sports. I don't care. He didn't specify. Well, he didn't say wrestling match, but I, I'm expanding it to all sports, just in case you got like punched in a soccer game or something. Well, I don't know. Definitely done a lot of unsportsmanlike things to my my brother Weston, um, but not like in competition, like. I don't know. I don't think I've cheated. I'm not ready to say that definitively. I don't think I've cheated in a in a game. Oh, and I guess in yeah, I don't really know. I caught an overhand right to the head one time. Punch or a club? Um, it was a punch. It was like the kid was taller than me, and he kind of punched like top of my head. Ooh. Yeah. What so sport it, was this in? This is in wrestling. So he had a lo- he had a long pinning streak, like I don't know, in the teens, uh. right? Like eighteen. And so you just went out and tried not to get pinned. No, I mean I tried, like, tried to win. The, like I knew, like I, what was I, the spread? I, I, if you lead, I knew I was going to lose. If like, you lead the story with that, that means you're going out there trying not to get pinned. No, like look, I mean I was trying to win. I knew I was going to lose. Like he he was a state champion, he was national prep final, so he was way better than me. But like, you know what? I'm going to wrestle, right? And I don't. He he didn't even major me. And how it happened was, so he's really good with the stack. He's really good with the ball and chain. When <laughs> he, he he like he got the ball and chain, but then he, he let up. So I stood up and kind of, like, ran over to the edge and, like, did a front flip to, like, get out of it. Uh-huh. And so, so it went out of bounds, and, like, he had a ball and chain. So, like, I used, like. You're a front flip with a ball and chain. You, <laughs> yeah. are, you are rolling Wait, the dice. The guy thing. had a ball and chain, and you stood I'm, up, yeah, you ran around it front, basically, you did a front no, flip. Can you imagine? No, no, I stood up. I stood up. I'm, like, going over to the edge, like, <laughs> walking over to the right. edge, and basically, like, used his arm to propel myself over. And then so we went out of bounds. up, and he still had a ball and chain. Mm-hmm. Bold strategy. And then when we came back, so then we went out bounds, so we came back to the center, and he went. Wait. Popped me in the head. <laughs> he just punched himself in yeah. the head. He, <laughs> that was pretty hard. So wait, y'all, were, it wasn't even during the match, technically. It was like between whistles? No, no, it was during the match. Like, like, we went out, like, after I front flip, we went out mm-hmm. of bounds, and then when we came back on the restart, instead of the club, he went, popped So me y'all were head. neutral? Mm-hmm. He went a ball and chain. You did a, he he did a ball front and flip chain, out of it. Front flipped out of it. Wow. So, and land, land on my feet. We went out of bounds. And when we came back to the center, like, like that, we went out of bounds in that motion. We came back to the center. He swung on me, hit in the head. He cracked him. Yeah. Did, uh, this is, did he this get called happen. for it? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he got called for it. Absolutely. You should, you ta- did you take a dive? No. Good. But I'm saying it just didn't happen. 100% happened. Oh, it happened. That whole story didn't happen. 100% <laughs> happened. Every bit of it happened. No, it okay, did not. double Hodge. You did not front flip out of a ball and chain. I Penn swear State on my Willie life I did. Wants to give two and the Penn State wrestlers two Willie. You just want to give. I, you I, want, I, I was in a ball and chain and I front flipped out. <laughs> and then the ref gave me one. And got, then what happened? And then uh, he punched me. I got, three, <laughs> I, got, I got like three really cool move stories. I front flipped out ball and chain. I went double overs and tossed this kid who was like two or three times state champ in an off season tournament. We were out of bounds, and I like basically did uh, like a yoga balance on a kid to get a reversal in like in, in the last thirty seconds and got like two. <laughs> and you hit the, the downward facing dog. Yeah, like I need, for two. Like, that's I need it. Like, I have no a reason nomad to lie highlight videos. I have so no reason bad. to lie about these things. Like there, 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 there wasn't there wasn't a lot of cool moves in like. I am dead. If, if, if I lost, it was. Like, if I won, it was because it was boring, like, coming out the back. This is the most serious like, thing I've ever said in my life to you. 
If you can compile highlight footage of your there's, wrestling there's, career, there's none. There's there's Calvert Hall. One... Calvert Hall couldn't swing for a a, a camcorder. Yeah, seriously, no. didn't have an A to B department. They're... Your parents didn't record. No, you're telling they me Mama Lobdell did not. Don't. Mama Lobs was always taking pictures. Well, so there's probably you're pictures. About... So you weren't breaking down film. No wonder you didn't make it to the big time. You could have. You nope. weren't going back and looking. Nope. All right. Well, I don't. Kyle or Willie, the main do issue a... was uh, no. I'm very, out. Really rested. I'm out on this whole have, I might have thrown some hard cross faces. We will see you like next Tuesday. Huh? Oh, oh wait, Willie just closing the show. Hey, yeah, quiet I, your mouth. What are you Double doing, Hodge? man? I I do remember one time. <laughs> I'm going to call uh, him Double Hodge for now. <laughs> a kid they who was far worse than Hodge. They could deserve Double Hodge. No. no. One will be better, and that person should win. They are not going to be tied. Someone will have had a better year or better Someone career. will have beaten such better guys, will have You're more pins, will have more tags. Oh, yeah, percentage point. Oh, yes. Three percentage points about better. Per- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good one. To throw the nerd bomb because I think one person should win the award and you want to give it out to anyone. You know, they're probably... Miles, uh, what do you mean, Eddie? Why, why not Miles they're Martin? Two, they're two amazing resumes. They're two amazing resumes. And someone's will be better. So one will be better. Willie. And that person will win. When you, you know what? Hey, here's here's the thing. Willie will would be a great hirer of talent. He's like, all right, we got two guys, great resumes for one position. Let's hire both of them. Boss, let's hire them both. <laughs> no, well, what if I told you they both have job. great resumes? They get a job. They get a freaking Willie, hold trophy. On. No, they do get a job. Willie. They don't get a are, job. They're a copy editor at Win Magazine. They don't, after, they don't if you get win. a job. In, in, in any other sport, when you're talking about, like, who is better, what do you what do you look at? Do you look at stats? Yeah, what do, do you, you look at, Willie? Do you, do you look at, like, who <laughs> has a higher completion percentage, who has thrown for more yards, eyeballed, who gets why, sacked why, fewer times? What is the harm? What is the harm in giving it to two guys? Because it's because then, stupid. Because then every year someone will be like, oh, well, this guy, he's got an argument too. We should no, just probably give it no. to both of them. You, yeah, because do you I think say this that is every the only, year, right? Is this every the year only I year? Say, every year I say, uh, yeah, two guys should win it. I'm not saying every year. I'm not saying often. I'm saying in some circumstances. And both guys had an amazing career. And for it to come down to mere percentage points, to see if somebody wins their only Hodge, what is the harm in giving it to two guys this year? Nothing really other than you guys saying there, there should be one winner. Why are you using that voice? Everyone <laughs> like, in the world thinks <laughs> there so should stupid. be one winner of awards like this. Yes. There should be one Heisman. Where are we at? Where are we at? Snowflake Willie. to you and to other people. Willie, you, you, did you bring in the participation award too? Is that your no thing? No one... Yeah, that's me. That's that's classic me. Participation, and participation trophies. No, you you guys are being the ones that uh, one person should win the award. All right, Penn State Willie. Yeah, I do think one person should win an award. Yeah, I'm because if you gave it to two people this year, it would be a travesty. It, it would. It, it would, would be a travesty. It would diminish the award. I don't know award. what the. It would be. Yeah, it would diminish the award if two guys that went to. Uh, seven combined NCAA title uh, finals. It would be a travesty if both of them shared an award one year. Kyle Snyder would never win. I mean, I guess that'd he lost be, last year. That'd be really stupid. Yeah, it would be stupid. All right, we're this ready is, to like, go. Actually, stupid. Mr. Chris in the control room, command center, Delta Force. Feel free to play the outro music, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Molina Wick. Uh, because it's the Hodge Trophy winner, not Hodge Trophy winners. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like that take, Melina. Yeah. Thanks, Melina Wick, the mother of Evan Zander and Suck it, Luke Will. Wick. There's not, a, there's, not a, there's not an S on it. 
Hey. There wasn't that song in one year, maybe two years. Here, here's a suggestion from Rick. Can't pronounce your last name. Reichert, maybe? Come up with another award for Nolf, Willie. Yeah. If he doesn't win. Nolf or Nickel, they can yeah. have Willie's you know we trophy did? award. Who's the same? You know what we did? Me and Spay, when we did the Flow Wrestling Awards, the Flowies last year, yeah. we made an award called We Should Probably Give Kyle Snyder an Award Award. Yeah. yeah. So you can do that for whoever doesn't win. We'll give you a section in that article this year, I yeah. promise. We'll call it the Jason Nolf. We should maybe give him an Award Award because he's Jason Nolf. There you go. That's what Willie wants to do. Willie can do that. Hey, big news. FRL's on the market, baby. Oh, yeah, we, yeah, we are. We are single. I thought you were going somewhere and else. And ready to mingle. Today's episode is brought to you by the Jared Hot Horseman Wrestling Camp. Yes, slash. You know what we should do? Every day we should say what we're sponsored by and just see if there's a lift and maybe they go. So I'm going to say this episode is brought to you by Popeye's Chicken. Nope, Jared Hot Horseman Wrestling Camps. Chicken and horses. So thanks to ASICS for the good times. We're moving on. And uh, applications are open. Send any applications for sales to Nomad, uh, and he will vet <laughs> Nomad that. Nomad at Flow Wrestling. He will vet the I process. I want to be sponsored by Kurt Backus Beef Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we're hoping for the beef. Thanks a lot, guys. We will be back uh, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Come heck or high water, Willie won't be on the show because he'll be drafting up a uh, new criteria for the Hodge so that all Penn State guys can win it. Thanks. <laughs> See you next time.